I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I'm joined by none other than the gorgeous Chloe Brockett. Hello, <laughs> Viv. Hi. How are you, mate? I'm good. I mean, I'm a bit fuming, Vic. I've just gone outside. I've been rained on. I look like a 13-year-old. My hair's never looked like this in my life. You look so cute, honestly. I feel like (laughs) it's really stripped back. It's very natural. It's very... Do you know what? It's refreshingly beautiful, mate. I think you look great. (laughs) Thank you. It's very fitting for the pod. I thought, you know what? It's fine. I'll come here all natural. (laughs) Honestly, mate, the state of me sometimes on this podcast, like you, I think it's criminal. I sometimes think, no, you are fuck, you are being fucking cheeky. I mean, only reason I look half decent is because I had this morning, this morning. So you look stunning, Vic. When you come on off a while, she looks like a model. I look like I've been dragged through a bush. It's all right. <laughs> Don't be down. Honestly, it took three hours in hair and makeup for this, mate. So, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to 36. Um, <laughs> I've been so excited to have you back on the pod, girl, because you did, obviously, everybody loved you last time. Um yeah. As did I. It was gorgeous chatting to you. But I feel like so much has changed and we've got loads to catch up on. So I was recently very lucky to be asked to be a guest on your podcast. Tell us all about the concept. Yeah, so the idea behind the podcast was basically I've had a few rubbish headlines about me and I just thought, you know what? (laughs) no you would never have guessed and I thought you know what it would be nice to be able to tell my side of the story but then also I thought there's so many people I know that have had rubbish things right about them and have never spoken on it because they're scared to because it's like reigniting old flames and also you never know who you can talk to in the media and if they're going to twist it another clickbait article will come from that and I just thought you know what there's nothing better to do than make a podcast because it's completely raw. It's not filtered and we can change it if you want. You know, I'm not going to try and like catch anyone out. And I just thought I'm going to invite people on because I know so many people that have had rubbish right about them. Or even, you know what, I think it was at first people thought it was like bashing the media, but actually it's turned into something that's quite the opposite. Actually, it's more so elaborating on articles that have been written and just giving sort of more content to it. So, yeah, it's gone really well. I love it. I think that's why podcasts are such a popular platform because you do get the opportunity to speak your truth. You get the information straight from the horse's mouth. More often than not, like you say, in interviews, in press clippings, like whatever it is, things can get taken out of concept, like context, misconstrued. Mm. Um, But whereas with this... I always love podcasts because I feel like you get a chance to set the record straight, which is exactly what you do on yours. Um, Yeah. 
Honestly, mate, when I heard it, I couldn't believe it. And I nearly messaged my producer <laughs> because about, I've been doing this about four or five years now. And just before I came, we came up with Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I can't take credit for that. It was somebody else. But our, <laughs> my podcast was called Setting the Record Straight with Vicky Patterson. And it was exactly <laughs> the concept. So I nearly rang up Elis, my producer, and be like, did you take this idea of Chloe Brockett? Because it's exactly the same. But then I've always said there's a lot of similarities between me and you. And it doesn't surprise us that we've stumbled across the same one. So obviously, I think the concept's great. Nearly did it myself. Thank you, love. <laughs> you know what? I just feel like so many people in the public eye like have just had rubbish wrote about them and I feel like often like even people like my manager they'll go don't respond don't respond and often yeah. that is the best thing to do but I feel like what happens with that is you end up with just a series of misconceptions about you for not responding yeah. and I feel like sometimes you know silence is the best answer but I feel like if it's something that was really great on you and often a lot of things great on me um I think just come on and have a chat with me about it yeah. and great <laughs> I think um I'm very like I was always told, you know, like, oh, silence, silence is dignified, silence is dignified. But also as well, I sometimes think silence speaks volumes and people sometimes take it as an admission of guilt. 100%. And, and, 100%. I, and I'm always like, nah, fuck this. Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna pop something out there. So I always do. Um, but the only thing I've ever kept quiet on, and it was the shadiest thing, right, is <laughs> I literally... So I'm sorry. The only thing I've ever kept quiet on that is the shadiest thing is um the when me and Erkan first started going out, right? I think yeah. I was like 30. Yeah. And he, he was like 25. And obviously, <laughs> some journalist has been like reading this like somewhere, read his age and been like, 25? Surely that can't be right. Like he's going out with her and she's 30, and women tend to go out with people older, and he's been on Towie, and no, he must be 35. So somebody has just made like a very I think <laughs> they've made this mistake. And honestly, like I never corrected it ever. Cause I was ever. like, ever. Cause I was like, ha. But obviously, like, as so it, but they've just added years as he's got older. So honestly, Erkan was being called for, <laughs> it's got the point where he's just turned 30 and he's being called 40 in the past. <laughs> and I, I know <laughs> he is fuming as well. He's so sensitive about his age. Like, I don't know why. He's an absolute fetus. But yeah, he's so, so literally. This year, I took him to Paris for his 30th and all these like publications were saying he was 40 and I was like, no, now's the time to probably correct them. Like, So yeah, I've officially, five years down the line, set the record straight on Erkan's age. Erkan's age, I bet he's over the moon now. <laughs> I think honestly, he was like, fucking get me on Chloe Brockett's podcast. I'm going to set the record straight about yeah. my age. <laughs> but like over the years, mate, there must have been some articles that have really ground your gears and... Mm. Clearly, you know, because the podcast is about this, there must be some in particular that you were very keen to set the record straight on. What's mm -hmm. been the worst thing you've ever read about yourself? You know what? There was one and it was about, it was in the midst of something that happened in the press and it, it wasn't actually the article that they'd wrote about me that was the worst thing I read. It was actually the fact that a journalist went through my Instagram and picked out every troll comment about me and wrote an article about it. I hate that. Yeah. And some of the comments were telling me to go and kill myself and they printed it. And my mum read it. Yeah, my mum read it and just scrolled through and was like, I can't believe that this journalist who's a woman has gone through your comments. I think I was 21 at the time. 21-year-old's comments and just wrote every all the nasty things that someone has said about me. 
you know, it's mad, mate, because I obviously I'm I was about to say back in my day and I make myself make myself sound like, you know, four hundred and six. But honestly, yeah. journalism used to be like Heart, you, you know, you should get the get the scoop anywhere you could, and you'd fly all over the world. And like my agent used to be um, a journal, and she would yeah. like follow slabs around trying to get the goss. I'm not for one single second suggesting that was any more ethical than scrolling yeah. through people's Instagrams, but there used to be a level of like um, real r- real reporting done. You know, you, it was very Lois Lane finding the goss yeah. and blah, blah. And now, literally, like more so than ever, I am noticing it's just like repurposed comments from people's Instagrams and social media. Or just our stories. It's just our yeah. stories. Really. Like they make the headlines from the stories, and I mean, it makes their life easier. But also, it's like I'm sure majority of people reading the paper has probably already seen these on our Instagrams already. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, really it's, it's completely new in the press. Seems like it's got. And don't get me wrong, this is a suiting generalisation. There's still loads of incredible hard-hitting journalism going on um, about things far more important than Erkan's age. I get that. But um, <laughs> it does feel like it sometimes is a little bit lazy, and I get that. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Come on then, so who have you had on the podcast so far? I know I've been a guest. So, yeah, so we've filmed four episodes so far. We haven't actually released any yet. So basically what we've been doing is we've been editing them down and then we're going to, I wanted to have a few like banked. Do you know what I mean? didn't want anyone to be waiting for any of them so I've done um who have I done I've done Jack Janaid you and I've done Safia yesterday so she was amazing to talk to but she was probably the hardest person I've interviewed so she obviously spoke about the passing of her daughter and I found it really hard to like um sort of transition into questions yeah. I feel like me the one that I and I even told her that I said like I found she said that she really enjoyed it and thought I interviewed her really well but I found that really hard she said I know she said to me I know all the questions that are going to come up and I know what to answer because I've spoke about it so many times yeah. and obviously well, I'm sitting there hearing it and I'm like absolutely awful I'm really similar, Chloe. Like, often I get guests on here and we'll talk about stuff. Like, recently I had Kelsey Parker, who obviously lost her husband, Tom. Yeah. Um, And these incredible, amazing powerhouse women have been through so much. And, like, I'm really emotional. I could cry now just thinking about it. And when they talk, like, I always get embarrassed because, like you say, they hold it together. They're so brave. Like, you know, they have this powerful agenda where they're sort of getting the incredible message out there and I'm just in bits and I feel so embarrassed that I can't hold it again but I'm a highly sensitive person that's who I am and it's just no it doesn't matter whether I would talk 
to Safia once or whether I'd talk to her a hundred times on that, Chloe, I'd cry. So please, like, and you know, there'll be your listeners crying as well, mate, because what oh, you went through, no parent should have to go through. Oh my God, ever. But I just felt like, I think I felt a little bit embarrassed because like oh, I was sitting there really trying to ask her these questions and hold it together. And I'm thinking, you know, would a reporter start crying? You know, I'm trying to think in my mind, like, but it, it was it was absolutely awful. But she was honestly, she was so open. Even before the interview, I said, or the podcast, I said to her, like, I don't want to ask you anything that you find triggering. So I've skirted around quite a lot of things. And she was like, babe, ask me anything you want. And I just thought, wow, like, I, I just, I couldn't do it. And that's no. what I said to her, I couldn't. I said, I, I, I just wouldn't be able to address it. I wouldn't be able to talk about it. So the fact that, and the only reason that she does speak about it so frequently and posts on her socials is to raise awareness. Like she says that childhood cancer gets 3% of funding in the UK and that's it. And because she raises so much awareness, she's had so many messages from parents saying, because you told me symptoms, I found out my child had leukemia or cancer. <sighs> yeah oh my god honestly like hats off to our mate the things her and ashley are doing like we um i went to watch the full monty um in the summer pete was doing it so i went to support him yeah and um ashley kane is doing it as well and um my mom wasn't familiar with his story obviously i am and she says i thought you know the talk about who they're doing it for and she says i thought he was going to say he was doing it for his mom or something like that and she went when he said his daughter she went i when I brought it broke me heart and I says I know me too like yeah. I know the story and it's yeah. still so heartbreaking what they went through as a family mate honestly yeah and for the fact that she's turning that into a positive way like you say she's bringing more sunlight to it raising awareness helping other families hopefully something yeah. is happening it's just incredibly brave I think I would I think I'd be a mess I think I'd be, honestly, oh, I don't think I'd be able to go on me I wouldn't we went for breakfast together so like before we done the podcast and obviously I've been around her in social settings and she was just in Essex and she had nothing to do so I said I will meet you for breakfast so we sat for breakfast I, we were both sobbing over a, an mm. English breakfast like because behind me I hadn't realized there was a pram and she'd basically oh sorry sad. she started saying that everything them small things were triggers to her um so obviously like day-to-day life for her is so hard and it's just like seeing someone for babies, seeing someone for pram. So obviously that's why I wanted her on there because like I hadn't even thought of these things ever. Do you know what I mean? I hadn't. Yeah. And you wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't see that as a trigger. Um. So yeah, it was amazing to have her on and to speak about it on. Sorry, mate. That took a real turn. I wasn't expecting. But <laughs> I am really looking forward to listening to that episode. I think it will bring a lot of um awareness, but also a lot of comfort to some yeah. people who are struggling with child loss and grief um right we'll pull ourselves together shall we tell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll segue into something a little bit happier yeah you were talking there about your guests and who yes. you're on and stuff um and I feel like there's been a lot of rumors in the press a lot of like <laughs> question marks a lot of will they won't they about you and Jack now yeah. I think I'm just gonna put my 10 pence in straight away um I think you'd make an excellent couple <laughs> thank you <laughs> I, I think he's so funny like I think he's been one of the funniest ever contestants yeah. on Love Island like yeah. I'll never forget the moment when uh, <laughs> when when the him and Danny Dio were lying in bed and she was like I'm going tomorrow and he went <laughs> he just rolled over and he went what time's your flight like honestly <laughs> mate I was buckled he's just so witty and funny yeah. um and he just seems like a genuinely really open honest lad and I feel like you know how 
you know how highly I speak of you. So yeah, I could really see you together. Can you give us the goss? Met Jack when I was 18. So when I first started on Tawi, I signed straight to my management and I've been with them ever since. And he had the same, oh, he still does, he has the same manager as me. So he reached out to me and was like, welcome to the family. And obviously I was like dying inside. I was 18. I was like, oh my God, he's so good looking. Like, it's Jack Fincher from Love Island. Yeah, oh I'd, God, I'd like, be the same. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like... You know, so I remember I met him and it was at a boxing show and it was at the O2. So I was, I think I was going to the toilet or something and I was walking past and he was walking towards me. And I remember just people just was coming up to Jack constantly. He was so famous at the time. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like he is massive. And we started dating, we went out. So actually, this is really funny. This is a really funny story. So he took me away for the night and we went to stay at some like boutique hotel and it was lovely. And uh, I've got there, I've got like this like nice underwear. I'm really excited. I'm like, oh my God, I've got to show him that I'm really sexy and he's going to fall in love with me. Do you know what I mean? So we've got there, yeah. This is, we and Jack still laugh about this story, yeah. He's hung over. He's been out the night before. He yeah. don't really care about anything I'm wearing. He don't care about me, to be honest. All he wants to do is watch telly. Do you want to know the film he's put on, Vic? No, please don't. Shutter Island. Have you watched that film? Oh, I can't watch anything remotely like thrillery or scary. I'm that, like a big fanny. It's the longest film ever. Oh, it's the least romantic film ever. It's half a bit scary. I had no idea what was going on. I kept going to him, what's going on? What's... He kept going, shh, he didn't care. I'm literally sat there in suspenders. He's looking at me. Oh, doesn't care, nothing. It was honestly, that's my first memory of Jack. Taking me away for the night, making me watch Shutter Island from start to finish. So humbling, mate. Honestly, like, I swear. I don't do the whole set. I feel sorry for Erkan, bless my shoe. Been together about five years, but, like, I don't know if I've <laughs> ever done the whole sexy underwear thing. The first night we spent together, I had these, like, cat kids in pyjamas on. <laughs> and they were, like, all, like, oh, they were just, like, like, plaid with, like, flowers on as well. You know Cat Kidson's yeah. vibe. Like, yeah. it's not sexy at all. And he was just like, that was a bit of a mood killer, wasn't it? And I was just like, I think I I, I was so traumatised for anything that happened with me ex. The last thing on my mind was being sexy. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel sorry for him, Irk. Like, he's never seen us in stockings and suspenders. There's all these, like, old pictures of me circulates from when I used to do Geek Nuts and all that. Yeah. And I think he thinks, who the fuck is that? Because <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sitting there with me, like, have kids and specials on, not <laughs> not letting them have sex for, like, three weeks at a time because I can't be arsed. Oh, babe. I feel so sorry from exactly but um with jack i think a lot of people always say like are they together are they not because we post on instagram together quite a lot but the truth is we're not we're not together we're really close friends like, and that's all i can really describe it as like we haven't really like been together since about 2021 but jack's always someone that like if he's going through something he will reach out to me or if i can sense he's not himself and i feel like because we've known each other for so long now i really can i'll reach out to him and we do speak most days to be honest like we talk a lot and he will be like are you on a date and i'll be like no great absolutely love talking to you in part one can't wait to chat in part two